welcome to a brand new episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Co-hosts Amanda Ware, our Christmas queen and founder of Hello Holidays, and Dr. Kara Osborne, our multi-venture guru, are ready to sit down and share their stories, insights, and wisdom to inspire aspiring trailblazers like you who are gearing up to start your own business, seeking personal growth, or looking for that spark to set your soul ablaze. I'm dying to go to I'm I'm dying to go follow the lines on the Enneagram. Can okay. we please follow the lines yes. on the Enneagram? This Enneagram tool, when I saw it, it looked like it was when I first saw the Enneagram and all the num all the lines, like that looked crazy and too complicated and like it, spaghetti. It looked like spaghetti. And I am just now like where I can tell you where all those lines go and where all they mean. And I feel like I, it feels empowering a little bit. So can we talk about what those lines are? Kara, when you saw that little emblem, what did you think? Because I'm like, oh, that looks a little like sadist-y thing. Like it, <laughs> it gave me that and you said it It's because I'm like, oh, I don't, that looks weird. So as much as the Enneagram gets taught in the Christian church, there's also this funny like sort of but we don't like the shape of it because it looks like a pentagram and it's like witchy and devilly and whatever, which is, I think is really funny. I mean, it's basically a diagram and it has a geometric form. You know, it's a, it's a circle with connecting points. So I guess I can sort of see how that would be true. But um, the lines on the Enneagram talk about the ways that we tend to shift when we are secure or growing, but it's really secure. It's like when you feel calm and secure, people think of it as growth, but it's not growth like I'm working hard to grow. It's like expansion growth. When you're open and relaxed, you tend to go toward your growth number. Um, your stress point is like my primary personality coping skills are no longer working for me and I'm going to get all contracted and go into stress mode and I'm going to lean that way. So as a five, when I'm open and growing and doing well, I tend to look more like an eight. Like I take on more leadership characteristics and ability and can sort of interact more readily and take on more of a... Um, directional giving people instruction kind of role under stress when it's like oh this is all too much my battery's totally dead but I have to go anyway I get all like contracted but contracted for me is like woohoo like where's the nearest bar what kind of music can we turn on it's like it's like looking for external energy it's like where can I go my battery is dead I am overstressed where can I go find energy is it you know that's my tendency to like eat a cookie at three o'clock in the afternoon instead of taking a walk or taking a nap like my seven will be like Let's just have a Coke and a donut. Yellow. And it'll be fine. Yeah, yellow. Yellow, yellow. How do I like turn the music up louder? Or, and it's not to say any of that's bad. As you get healthier in the Enneagram sort of levels of health, you're able to see those as like tools in your toolbox, right? Both your direction of growth or your direction of stress or security and stress. There's also teaching that my, you know, preferred teacher, Suzanne Stabile and Richard Rohr do around sort of how we develop our personality type. 
And there's thought that your growth trajectory is actually going back and reclaiming young parts of yourself. Like maybe that that's how you were as a kid and something in your environment couldn't really tolerate you being that way. And so you developed your core personality because it was more acceptable or tolerable. And then when that didn't work anymore, you developed the like stress point as the like overdrive mode to say, now even my core personality is not really working. So I need to like kick it into overdrive till I can get through whatever this stressful situation is. Okay, I had a really big moment this weekend when thinking about some things I was going to talk to you about it. I'm glad I'm saving it for one recording. So when I was really young, I spent so much time in my grandmother's house who lived in Poughkeepsie, Arkansas. I was the only kid in the town, right? Like everybody's retired, old people, and I loved it. It was really peaceful. And I was thinking about like I spent so much time there. If I was... If I was a five originally on the Enneagram and I learned through my culture or whatever I was around my community that to put on the seven, I'm like, oh, that's why. Because they were all a bunch of fives, like old people doing all. I had to bring the fun. Like I remember, you know, I had to bring the fun. Actually, speaking of, this is a quick story that you're going to love. Is I was telling Chad, we saw some outhouses. I'm like, oh, I see an outhouse. That makes me so happy. He's like, why? I go, because my grandmother's church in Poughkeepsie, Arkansas, is the only kid there, right? So it revolved around me. And when the sermon started, I was so excited because I got to go to the outhouse bathroom. That means in the middle of church, I got to go outside and it was a long walk. Like, it was so fun because church was boring and so I could go. <laughs> so, like, going to the outhouse was, like, a good time. Yeah. And I'm just laughing because I'm thinking that must be where I started learning that, like, good time Amanda was got a lot of attention by all the old people in Poughkeepsie, Arkansas. Yeah. So, if I, so, that, so when I do go to a five and I feel so secure when I'm in that stance, it feels secure, but it's not real because it still is, like, it's not a, it's not my true, I can say it's not my true self. So when I'm a, I'm a seven and can keep all the energy, when I go to a five, and even though I love it, it is kind of consuming my energy more than when I'm a, when I'm in my seven. Sure, state. totally. That makes total sense. And when we say you look more like, you know, a five in growth or a one in stress, that's not to say you turn into that. You're a seven on the Enneagram, you're always going to be a seven. It's that you take on characteristics mm. of that other number I think sometimes people get confused like if I just work hard enough if I don't like being a six for example and I just you know work hard enough and grow I can turn into a nine mm -hmm. and it's like no that's not how it works it's not a like um you know marathon training plan it's just understanding those things about yourself and the ways that you both feel and interact with the world differently and behave differently. Can you talk about, so a 369 is real easy. Anybody on the 369, I really like that because it's an easy way of understanding the Enneagram in the shifting. Can you talk about, because there's the triangle on the Enneagram and it's the 369 and they all three connect. And so when I'm talking to a nine or a three or a six, I'm like, well, you never know. Can you talk, go ahead and talk about the 369 shifting. So the central triangle of the Enneagram, 369, is sort of the core aspects of the Enneagram. And if you just look at like sort of percentages of where people fall, the majority of people fall in that 369 triangle. 
So at least in the U.S., there's a thought that six is the most common personality type. Certainly there's a lot of threes and three energy supported by culture. And then the nine peacemaker, you know, nine's a little less common, but both three and six go to nine under different circumstances. So if you're a six under stress, you will kick it into overdrive and look like a three. You'll get really task oriented. Sixes tend to look more like a three often at work. If they've chosen work that they're sort of um, propelled into by a need to maintain safety. If they've like chosen their work because it's their work that makes them feel safe, that's sort of a stress move and they'll look more like a three at work. If a six is feeling really secure, if they are, you know, not experiencing a lot of change in a house they want to be in, everybody around them's all okay, they can look very much like a nine. They can, their fear kind of quiets down. They don't seem as anxious. Their energy comes down. But that is not them turning into a nine. That's saying their, their core need, their safety need is met enough that they're able to relax into that nine peacemaker lane. If you are a nine, nines are so interesting in this way. And again, you know, depending on what they are trying to accomplish their, in their work, they can look much more like a three or more, much more like a six. So my incredible husband is a nine. He's an attorney. Almost all attorneys are threes. They want to win. They're competitive. That is his growth angle. His work really is his security and his growth. But when he was younger, he was coming much more from a place of safety and stress. And he was an accountant, which is much more of a like sixy, mm -hmm. like, you know, dot all the T's, cross all the I's way of being in the world, right? And nines are funny because on the three side, it's like they're pushing the gas. And on the six side, they're pushing the brake. And if they get kind of dysregulated, it's like gas brake, gas brake, gas brake. And it can be really confusing for those of us who are used to like, you know, the Buddha of the nine, the peaceful mm -hmm. floaty mm -hmm. nine, when all of a sudden they're like, we should go, we should stop, we should go, we should stop. And then if somebody really is a three, threes tend to take on whatever, persona they need to take on in their environment and that works that gets them the gold stars they win you know sometimes threes and ones get a little mistyped but the difference is the three wants to do whatever's effective the one wants to do what's right against some objective version of right and wrong the three doesn't care all that much about like right and wrong from a moral stance. They just want to get the right answer to get an A on a test, mm. right? So threes, when they're well liked and they're getting as many gold stars and cookies as they need, can be quite loyal and look more like the glue of a group as long as they're getting plenty of gold stars 
if they get stressed and they don't know how to get a gold star, they shut down. Like oh, in that's nine. good. That's fascinating. Um, along with that, my mother-in-law's a two on the Enneagram, and when she's in growth, she goes to a four. And that was hard for me to see, but now like I've been looking at her and thinking about her in this like growth stress. And she, and she was a, she worked for um, hot, um, hospice as a, you know, a social That's worker. That's such a four. That's me. such a four. And so I was thinking like in taking a, a two, someone who loves to help people and then go sit with these people in these, you know, I can't imagine the amount, the range of motions that she must have had to been able to navigate through That's in her really career. That's a really healthy place for right? a two, mostly. Yeah, very healthy place for a two. Anyway, I was just thinking of that and made me have a lot of respect for her in that mind because I know that's not a job I, I think it's a job I would want to do because I could go okay let's make everybody happy they don't need <laughs> me to come in and make them happy yeah. nobody wants that that's no, just a interesting how we go how we the shifting of the Enneagram and the way you'd word it is better I'm not going to say I turn into a one but I definitely can feel the oneness in my stress mode yeah and I think you know those lines can look like spaghetti at the beginning and people can get really confused of like when do I do what? And it's not super important to like feel like you know every detail of it. The bigger message is, and it's why I like that Enneagram, it's not static, it's dynamic. Depending on the environment and depending on what's going on in your relationships, there are shifts. It's not like, like Myers-Briggs, like you are always in your mm -hmm. little box mm -hmm. no matter what. The Enneagram allows for the fact that the environment really does affect how you see things and show up in the world. And, you know, I can definitely get uh, like way in my six wing in that like pessimistic, like all the ways things can go wrong. And when I feel myself doing that, it's a good reminder to be like, okay, well, what's going on? Like, why am I leaned over like this? Like, what's the, what's the external you know, motivation here. Um, and it's just a good prompt to like really think through it. So that's, that's what that spaghetti is all about. Those are the lines for stress and growth. And if you're really interested in that, I would just say, pay attention to how that works for you. Like, how does it look when you're really busy? If you're five like me and your battery is limited, what happens when you get too busy or you have too many things on your calendar? Or by the way, if you're an eight and you love to be really busy and you want every single minute of your time spoken for, and then for whatever reason it isn't, like an eight in the pandemic when there was nothing to do, oh my gosh, right? How did that look and feel for those folks? Hmm. All right, so that's stress and growth and the lines on the Enneagram. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Kara and Amanda, your soul blazing big sisters, are just laying the foundation for all of the amazing things to come. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, be notified of any discounts, or get a glimpse of what we are working on behind the scenes, go to soulblazers.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, soul blazers.